Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Hit That Line. I am your host, Zach Barry, here. Week 11, Ole Miss, Alabama, 2.30, SEC on CBS, Saturday. It is slated to be just a delightful afternoon in Oxford, Mississippi. The weather looks fantastic. It is going to be fall football at its best. You can see your breath. Bring a coat. It's absolutely vest weather, but you might want to bundle up underneath the vest. It is going to be fantastic. Um, I will be in attendance. Ben and Nick will also be in attendance as well. They will join me here momentarily. Austin is uh, on the DL. He is on the mend. He will not be joining us, but he did send us his locks, so have no fear. We will have 12 for you. But as we do every single week, before we get started, I want to remind you of the folks that make this show possible. As always, if you need good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than our man Davis McCord at State Farm. He's your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So give them a call, 901-755-6110. For your great rates today, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. show is also brought to you by our good friends at Clinical Urology Associates. This is a gambling show, but one thing you don't want to gamble with is whether or not it is time for a vasectomy or you need to perform in the clutch. If you're wanting to learn more about either of those and or are in search of treatments for men's health, look no further than Dr. Michael Jennings at CUA. Dr. Jennings, an Ole Miss graduate, is here to make that difficult time of a vasectomy easier on you, now offering special in-office sedation for vasectomy patients and minimally invasive surgery. He, along with his team of medical professionals, look forward to providing excellent health care to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they accept all forms of insurance. So go all in, lay the points with them at one of their five locations in North Alabama, and keep your health in the black. Give Dr. Jennings a call, 256-492-4040, extension 4. Last, but certainly not least, we are also brought to you by Hester's Chop House. If you're looking 
or top shelf protein. You don't want to fight the hustle and bustle of the square, which it's going to be like that this weekend. Look no further than Hester's Chop House. It's Oxford's newest premier steakhouse option that comes straight to your door. Started by Ole Miss Rebel and fire extinguisher enthusiast Jonathan Hess, Hester's offers free delivery of a 16-ounce New York strip with your choice of two sides. You can get anything from diced potatoes, basmati rice, Brussels sprouts, and more. This elite dinner created by a player for players starts at just $25. And yes, you heard it right, free delivery. Follow them at Chophouse80 on Twitter and Hester's Chophouse on Instagram for the rotating menu and place your orders ASAP. Gentlemen, good evening. Welcome to week 11. Hope everybody is rested after the bye week. Welcome in. What's up? So it's, it's a good week, man. Alabama week's always a good week, but it's especially good when you feel like you kind of have a chance, kinda. Man, the bye week like just just increases tenfold. I mean, it's going to be a big game either way, but the fact that we haven't watched on this play in almost two weeks is like this game cannot get here fast enough. Can Ole Miss run on Alabama? I, hey, I look think so. I mean, they've run on everybody else. I know. Yeah. So, I know. Well, I mean, they've run on everyone seven that much better than Texas A&M's front set from talent standpoint. Is it that much? Is it that much worse than LSU's though, from a talent standpoint? Oh, it's definitely not not worse talent wise. But that's what I'm saying. We 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 abandoned it, but also we abandoned it because we 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 struggled. I mean that that's. That We're is the one to... outlier on the season, though. Yeah. But, I mean, LSU did beat Alabama, so maybe, yeah. you know, the two best teams we're going to play, I guess, which is surprising because, I mean, if anybody listens to us at the beginning of the year, I didn't think LSU was going to be very good, and here they well, are. They weren't very good until our game, just being honest with you. They beat a yeah. Florida team that's bad, and then yeah. and then they, beat, then they beat us, and then it's a totally it kind of springboarded team. them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, since that second quarter, totally different team. Yeah. yeah. So but, the question. Oh, go ahead, Ben. No, no, go ahead. Well, so you you posed the question: Can Ole Miss run on Alabama? So the Crimson Tide are giving up the third fewest rushing yards per game in the SEC this season, just one hundred four, but thirty seven point six thirty seven point six percent of rush attempts have resulted in five or more yards gained. So removing sacks, opposing quarterbacks are averaging 5.32 yards per rush. So Jaden Daniels had his way last week, ran for 95 and a touchdown, had the big one in overtime. And then um, before that, Hendon Hooker ran for 56 in that crazy game. He didn't really have to run in that game because Alabama couldn't cover Jalen Hyatt or anyone else for that matter. Um, that's where I kind of feel like the the X factor on Saturday, and I was kind of thinking this before I read the, these these stats here, is going to be Jackson Dart because I think you know you're going to get Zach Evans and you know you're going to get Quinchon Judkins. The offensive line is going to be tested. You know that Kiffin and Jake Thornton are going to challenge them to get it done. But more so, can Jackson Dart not only create with his legs, can he pick up third downs, but also – Y'all know as well as I do, and everyone else knows the book on beating a Nick Saban defense is you got to be able to stretch the field, 
run the football effectively, and take care of the ball. Dart has gotten better every single week, and he is starting to show glimpses of throwing the ball downfield and being able to test people. They've been pretty crafty with, you know, wheel routes and some pick plays, some double moves, and they've been able to, if he has a bit of time, he's been able to make people pay. So I think that that's the key here for Saturday. Not only him being able to make the big play through the air, but I feel like those third and mediums, when they're going to stack the box and really key on Evans and Judkins, you know, can he pull it on his own read and, and pick up a first down or can he scramble, get out of the pocket and, you know, keep his eyes downfield. But then if nothing's there, pick up those, those first downs like he's done all year. I think that's the key just surface level as we get into the game prep here. But what do y'all think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think he, he showed the ability to do that against Texas A&M. You know, he, uh, he picked up some – he had a really nice game running the football. I, it's it's going to be interesting, to be honest with you, because Alabama and Nick Saban really historically, even before he was at Alabama, but it's kind of like a, Nick Saban's always been known for being able to stop the run. Alabama has also always been known for stopping the run before Nick Saban. I mean, they were – they've always had huge players. Um, now, you – put them together and and they're so good on defense and have been for like 15 years. I mean, anytime somebody, I think probably the best rushing games against them without me looking it up probably involved Johnny Menzel and um, Auburn and probably what, 13 Trey uh, or what was their running back's name? Trey Mason. Trey Mason with Nick Marshall. Yeah, that was, yeah. Those two were unstoppable. But those offenses, <laughs> I mean, ru- rushing attacks are not as good as this Ole Miss's one, this Ole Miss rushing attack. So, um, I, you know, I think that Ole Miss can – the game, what is the line right now? Nine? Isn't it, isn't it still 11? Is it 11 and a half still? Is it 11? Yeah, it's 11, 11 and a half. half. Is that how high it is? What did it open? Eight and a half. Oh, wow. Um, I've not seen – Obviously, the money is is on uh, Alabama, but if it opened at eight and a half, I'll, I always like to follow opening lines. Um, that that tells me that Ole Miss is going to have a chance, you know, in the fourth quarter to uh, to be able to do something. I this is not a normal Alabama team. Now, I don't like playing them after a loss. Frankly, they've only lost back to. I don't know. Have they? Have they lost back to back regular I season games? Don't think they've ever lost. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's terrible news. Um, uh, <laughs> because, like, I guess the other scenario is them losing to Auburn in the Iron Bowl and then losing in, in a bowl game, um, which they have done. Um, but anyway, I think almost this is this Alabama team is not as good. Oh, let me ask y'all this. And y'all probably know because you're college football junkies, but. Name name three Alabama receivers. You got Jermaine Burton, Trayshawn Holden. I'm exhausted. Exactly. Um, Point being is, is in the past, you can name Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, Mechie. um, JoJo Earl, so I'm a weirdo. You could name three or four. I mean, Devontae Smith. We're talking about like superstar Jalen Waddell, first-round receivers. 
those guys may exist there right now, mm-hmm. but they're not first rounders right now. And so uh, they do have the Heisman Trophy, but winner, you know, quarterback, but they're not quite what it's crazy to say that a team has a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, but they're not quite what they have been. But I think that's true. They, you know, Tennessee beat them, LSU beat them. They never lose two regular season games and, uh, and not only back to back, but really ever, period. And so, you know, maybe they're gettable at home. You, you, you've had two weeks to get healthy. I say two weeks, you know, with the off week and uh, Trig may be available. Maybe that adds a wrinkle. Listen, last yeah. year Alabama kind of ran away from Ole Miss, but the year before, Ole Miss was just not very good and and played in a shootout with Alabama until about six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And so, yeah. um, you know. And who was the, and who was the X factor in that one? It was um, um, Yaboa. And yeah, so, tied in. Um, the tight end and Ole Miss ran the ball fairly effectively on them, if I remember right, uh, at least with uh, um, Ely. So, anyway, Ole Miss has a unique running game in that the freshman running back, Quinchon Jenkins, has stats that only Herschel Walker and Emmett Smith have had. I mean, that is ridiculous <laughs> is that, confidence. Is that any good? Yeah, is that good? So, um, I, I said, say, I don't know that any any realistic fan should go in Saturday expecting a win. But when the ball kicks off, I'm not going to go in there assuming that Ole Miss is going to lose either. I think it's going to be a good game between two good teams, and Ole Miss is a top 10, 15 program. Alabama's a top 10 program. Top, well, I mean, top five program, but top 10 right now. And it should be good. It should be fun. That's a lot of rambling. It. It's late. Sorry. I think that Alabama is going to perhaps struggle out of the shoot just because last week was a big game. It was a, a more, you know, demoralizing, deflating loss that basically ended their title hopes. I mean, it, it did in their title hopes, you know, that it would take something crazy just to get to the SEC championship game at this point. Um, but I just think Ole Miss has not really played a game thus far this year. I look at what they did against Texas A&M, who's had, you know, a pretty underwhelming season. And I don't want to say struggled. Winning on the road in the SEC is tough every time. But mm-hmm. just got by. We just got by against a Kentucky team that I don't think is very good. We just got by, you know, a little bit more than that, but just got by against Auburn, who's extremely bad. And I'm looking at this Tulsa's team who scored three points on Memphis, who's not a very good Memphis team, who's fixing to move to three and seven. And I just look back at game – after game, after game, after game, where we didn't look great. We didn't play an A game, and I know someone said that earlier in the week. Ole Miss hadn't played their A game yet, but maybe there isn't an A game. Maybe maybe we're a B student. Maybe that's all we've got is a lot of B games. And that beats bad teams. That beats Tulsa. That beats Auburn. That beats A&M. That may beat Arkansas. Maybe beat MSU. And we saw what it did down in Baton Rouge against you know a team that we needed to bring our A game against. We got wrecked in the last three quarters of that game. And I think that the same's happening Saturday. I don't think we're going to get wrecked. I don't think we're going to lose by 25 points. Um, but I'm probably locking in Alabama. I, can I, I be? Think, can I be a devil's advocate just for a second? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm being the devil's advocate. So, well, no, I'm, I'm for, for your <laughs> yeah, no, go, yeah, go ahead on go the B ahead. student. Okay, the 2014 team beat Alabama, right? We all agree. We no, were all great. there. Okay, the 24 
15 Ole Miss team got throttled by a bad Arkansas team, 30 to nothing in the same season. Yeah. After the after the Alabama game, when things had changed, though, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the team that beat Alabama was not the team that went to Fayetteville in 44 degrees and rain and lost that game 30 to nothing. Okay, 2015 Ole Miss beats Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Loses at Memphis. Loses at Memphis. Gets throttled. Again, throttled. Against Florida, Florida. yeah. Yeah. So You're right. You're right. I'm I'm with you. I I, I get what you're saying. Those Alabama games happened earlier in the year. But is the Ole Miss team that won at A&M, and I know A&M's been struggling this and that, but the Ole Miss team, A&M gave Ole Miss a great shot. That was – the, their first game at home in six weeks um, is the Ole Miss team that beat a- – Auburn gave Ole Miss a great shot. They were still not quite into the full-blown skid. As a, I mean, I really believe in catching teams at different times. This is a unique time to be catching Alabama. They are squarely sure. out of the national championship. Nobody went to school there to play in, in the Capital One Bowl, the Citrus Bowl. So it, this is this is that same argument I used to have when Ole Miss would play would catch LSU after they had lost to Alabama. That is a different game than when you catch LSU before they play Alabama because they mm-hmm. because Alabama beats them every year. Well, not this year, but you know what I'm saying. Once LSU has been knocked out of the SEC West race, they just don't bring the. I mean, that's just human nature. You're not you're going to play. Well, even if you give ninety percent as opposed to hundred or ninety, it's still not your best. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's – I'm with you, and you can go ahead and lock Alabama in. That's fine. I mean, nobody's going to blame you for doing that. And Alabama may rock on this uh, Saturday. That, you know. But I do think that – I mean, even in the years that we beat them, we got drummed by bad football teams. That Florida right, team was right. not great. We won, We lost at Memphis. We were healthy when we went to Memphis and got beat. And we were not – overly healthy at Arkansas in 14 and that was a I mean we we skidded down the stretch big time but I mean you know it's still a loss to a bad football it's not as if that you know we went and got beat by LSU but we were in the game this is spin zone I know but you and I were there we were in the game at the start of fourth quarter we throw the interception in the end zone and then they they race out and score two or three more times on us. Yeah, are you supposed right. to get it together and stop them? Sure, but I mean, are we all arguing that we are whatever the five, what was it forty five to twenty or something forty five mm, yeah. twenty one? Yeah, are we mm-hmm. are we twenty four points worse than LSU? I mean, maybe we're eight ten points worse than LSU. Maybe thirty one twenty one some more or like thirty eight twenty eight. But I don't yeah. think if they lined it up again that they would they would set the I mean, and maybe we're not even that bad, but I don't think that they, if they set the spread, that they would put it 23 and a half. I mean, no. I get, so that, that loss is a little bit different. I guess my, my thing is this is weird, um, a logic, but that loss is a different type of loss to me than what we, the eggs we laid in 14 and 15. However, we were coached by much lesser skill, I say skilled, seasoned coaches at that time than we are now. Wayne Kiffin gets it, his teams are ready and very businesslike. Those old Miss teams, we still had a lot of like circus 
stuff going on on the mm-hmm. outside. I'm sure I'll get some kind of private message from a former coach after saying that. But uh, anyway, um, that's, well, that's my, my, my my worry about about that. I get what you're saying. That Ole Miss teams do lose, you know, kind of inexplicable games, and, and then go win some big ones. But I look at what LSU did last week against Alabama, and I think we would probably agree the difference in the game was the quarterback running the football, right? I mean, obviously, I agree. No, yeah, I agree. Technically, yeah, the difference yeah. in the game, and they they scored the last touchdown. But I mean, it was the difference in the game. They didn't spy him on most of those big runs, and that was a killer. And I just think there's no, no I, way I that happens. There's, but there's no way that happens two weeks in a row. No, and I, I agree. And I think, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're good enough to just run Judkins, and I think Evans is probably going to be, you know, he's going to be playing some. I don't think we're good enough to to just run the running backs and and beat them. And I don't know that Dart is there as a passer yet when you take away his running. And, again, I just don't – I mean, Daniels is, is not a good passer. I don't think at all. But he was able to run the football. And I just – there's no way they're not going to spy him two weeks in a row. There's no way. So, but it is it is a big, like you said. I mean, it, their season is totally changed based off of last week's game. You know, it totally changed, and I'm hoping that they come into a hornet's nest this weekend. I, I we I don't. We've had some good atmospheres. We have not had a. I mean, looking back at our schedule, we haven't had a good game time yet. We had some hot games in September. There were three or six, and then we've had our two SEC games have been at 11 a.m. and they've been good atmospheres. But I think we I mean, need a you know 2003 LSU type atmosphere. I'll if tell you, you beat them. You know, it's it's huge. No, it is. It, it's the biggest game that Ole Miss has had at home in at least eight years. Um, well, but and if LSU loses ever, before us, it's the biggest game we've ever had. We've ever had in Oxford on campus. And right. and to your point, the 11 a.m. crowd for Kentucky was the best 11 a.m. crowd you could have. But it's not but it's still. It's still 11 a.m. It's still 11 a.m. I mean, you're still drinking coffee. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're barely, barely even awake at that point. At least the younger people are who are the louder of the fans. I mean, let's be honest. They still showed up, you know, two minutes after kickoff. You know what I mean? They did did their best. I mean, I've been at those games. All of a sudden, you look up and, oh, gosh, it's 1030. we got to hurry to the stadium. Whereas, I don't think. And then you're in a super long line. Saturday. Yeah. Right. Um, I. I will say though the, and this is me playing doubles advocate back on myself, and I guess we can get into picks or whatever. Go to Zach, whatever Zach thinks about it. But um, the difference is, and because I, I was playing doubles advocate hard, issue because or just contradicting you. So we don't. <laughs> it's hard to just line up and run right at Alabama, and that's really what we're best at. Um, those fourteen and fifteen Ole Miss teams matched up so well because like we had like four or five elite receivers and yeah Evan Ingram. And that yeah. is a huge, huge difference maker against Alabama. Go back and watch the 14 and 15 highlights. That dude is a monster. Maybe not as much in 15. We but in 15, they beat us everywhere except they fumbled to I'll get, you know, whatever. We we blew them out, but they gave us the ball inside the 20 yard line like two or three times. And so it wasn't quite as 14. We matched up the whole deal, but uh, Evan Ingram was a monster against those guys. And we don't have that right now. I mean, maybe if Trigg can, can help some, but clearly the tight end affects that defense because you Boa was good with it. 
we didn't really do anything last year, but then Evan Mason Ingram, Taylor was good last week on them. Mason Taylor was good last week. It's it's clearly a weakness because I think I think and I don't I'm not a college football coach, but Nick Saban challenges his linebackers to run with tight ends. And when you have one, because most of the time they can, I mean, these linebackers that he has now likely can run with Casey Kelly, but they cannot run with Evan Ingram. And so, you know, whoever we if, – if they can – I don't know if they can run with Michael Trick, but that's where you got to attack. If we could bring back any, any player, not, let's say non-QB from the last 10 years, it might be Evan Ingram to be on this team Saturday. Oh, it might be. I mean, I, 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 I obviously, you're thinking about quarterbacks. I mean, I'd love to have Corral. Right? Yeah, but but non QB, Ingram might. He may be the biggest factor. I mean, I I guess Sam I Williams, guess someone like AJ, Sam Williams would be a big one. But Ingram would give us that big time option on the offensive side. Nick, I'm glad you you mentioned Mason Taylor because I was going to. As good as Jaden Daniels was with his legs. Mason Taylor was what won the game for LSU. That catch that he made in the corner, it was a terrible throw, and it was into double coverage, and it should have yep. either been picked or knocked down, and he just made a grown man catch. Dude, and he is a beast. That He's not was, getting enough respect. Yeah, that was what what won them the game. Um, you know, outside of the obvious in, in overtime, but. But, yeah, I think if you can get something from Trigg, and the good news is, you know, it's not a leg injury or a foot or anything. Like, it's, you know, shoulder, what, what, well, is it collarbone? So, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not going to keep him from being able to run. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you could get, like, four or five catches from him, I mean, just be out there effective enough to run routes and they have to honor it is going to be huge because you mentioned the linebackers and how – I mean, you basically – you go to Alabama to play man defense. Like, they're playing cover zero more times than not. You're manned up on the outside, and the linebackers have to cover people in space. And look, they're experienced, but this is not as good of a Alabama linebacker group as they've had in recent years. Like, I, I think Henry Toto has regressed, and Moody kind of flashes here and there. But, I mean, their guys are on the edge with Will Anderson and, and, and Dallas Turner. So I think that that's where you have to neutralize that pass rush. Dart needs to be patient, go through his reads, and and look. I mean, he's done it as the year's gone on. He's been more patient. He's stepped up in the pocket because, I mean, look, Micah Pettis and, and Jaden Williams are going to be good enough to push those guys that are coming upfield. Just push them out of the way and let Dart step up, and you can either make a throw or run. Don't try to run around Will Anderson because that ain't gonna work. Um, so yeah, I think the tight end position is huge. You, you both of y'all nailed that. But just to another devil's advocate here, and I'm gonna give my thought, and then we'll move into picks. Just off the top, I'll say this: I think Alabama wins a close one. But take this here and chew on it for the next couple of days before this game kicks off. Ole Miss has 83 runs of 10 or more yards this year. That's the most in the FBS. That's 13 more than North Texas and Oregon. And that right there is just, I don't care what your schedule is, 83 runs of 10 or more yards is, is bonkers. That's a lot. A lot. Um, that means the, you've got 830 rushing yards 
Yeah. And like, that's crazy. Yeah. Just in three carries. Go ahead. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing I'm looking at. And look, I I can be just dead wrong. And it's Nick Saban. He's the best coach in the sports history. But this is the first time that Alabama has had two losses before the Iron Bowl in 12 years. So this is a very different mindset for Nick Saban and this Alabama team. Now, obviously, these guys were not around in 2010. They are, they probably don't even know that stat. But it's still – it's a very different game for Alabama because they are not in the race to get to Atlanta, and they are certainly not in the race for the playoff. They're going to have to get a ton of help to be even remotely considered. So – What's the motivation factor for Alabama now? I mean, this isn't a rivalry game. This isn't like a, man, we came to Alabama to play this 230 game in Oxford. Like, no, like you came to Alabama to win trophies. So are they going to be able to get them up? Also, I don't think people are talking about it enough. I still don't think Bryce Young's 100%. I think he's still a little banged up with with the shoulder. Now, he played like Superman last week and and damn near won him the game. But he's not 100%. He's very effective with his legs, so that's not going to be effective with the shoulder. So Ole Miss is going to have to play, you know, solid team defense, tackle well in space. When he gets out, you're going to have to – it's, you know, we talk about it all the time. You can't cover people for five or six seconds. Like, I don't care how good – you know, Jalen Ramsey can't even do that. So you're going to have to be disciplined – Linebackers are going to have to make plays. Those safeties, you know, Aishim Young, Darius Tennyson, Otis Reese, those guys that are coming up, Taishim Johnson, they are going to have to make tackles. Um, the last thing I'll leave y'all with, and I saw this, this is wild. And I think this is key because this is a true something's got to give game because Bama's got a top 10 rush defense and Ole Miss has the, you know, outside of a service academy, they're the best rushing team in the country. Alabama has allowed at least 180 yards rushing in each of its last three road games. Mm. Like, chew on that. I mean, that is not Alabama defense. Over 180, at least 180 yards rushing in each of their last three road games. Okay, so that's LSU, Texas, Um, right? Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pull up the schedule. Make sure we don't. That's it, because they've got this game, and then they've got and then they Arkansas, go Auburn, don't they? Oh, Arkansas. Okay. LSU, Tennessee, Arkansas, all ran for 180 or more. Now I know Arkansas's well, got has a better running game than those teams. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it it really is a true something's got to give because it's power on power. Even with that stat, there's still a top ten rush defense. So, um. Again, I think Bama wins a close one, but I do think Ole Miss is either going to have the ball with a chance to win or they're going to need a stop to get a win. Because I do think that this is a very different Alabama team. This is not, you know, the, hey, we're here, we're going to roll our helmet out there and win by, you know, 24. Like, that's not the case. And look, they could. I mean, shoot, like we saw it a couple weeks ago and – Ole Miss laid an egg on the road in Baton Rouge, but this is at home. Nick, you mentioned it. Ben, you mentioned it. This is not on this. This crowd not only has to be loud, like this has got to be like a raucous environment. Like it's got to be rowdy. Like it can't just be, 
all right, third down, everybody stand up. Like, no, this has got to be like the crowd's got to be in it. Like that has to be a factor because Alabama is the most penalized team in the country. They are very uncharacteristically undisciplined for a Nick Saban team. So I feel like you, you know, win the toss. I would venture to guess that Kiffin's going to want the ball. He's going to want to drive down and score, send a message. You get the defense out there, especially if Ole Miss is up 7 nothing. The crowd has got to be just deafening. And I know it's not 100,000 people, but, I mean, it's got to be loud. And then you just see what happens. I think that that stat of road games where they struggle to stop the run, I, I, I sat back in my chair when I saw that one. Now, I'm not – That's startling, to be yeah, honest I mean, I'm not saying – Especially I, I'm, coming off the body blow game of LSU last week. And all this is on a bye. Yep. So, oh man, that changes things a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, I'm, I'm not. Nick's getting giddy. He's gonna, he's gonna go back on his block. I'm telling y'all, we're gonna. Being over here. Oh man, that changes things. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm assuming, I'm assuming we're gonna, we're gonna rendezvous sometime on Saturday. Say what's up. See the family. All that. I, I think Nick might. His tone might be a little different. I'm not saying he's going to flip his pick or say Ole Miss is going to win, but that that game day vibe when you get in the Grove and you and you start to when Nick gets those Diet Cokes going, he's going to start thinking a little bit. And I'm not saying Ole Miss wins outright. I just think this one's going to be a an all time classic game, where again Ole Miss is either going to have a chance to win it or they're going to need a stop. And and last thing, if Ole Miss has a chance to win it. And it's less than a three point game. Your boy Jonathan Cruz is going to be yeah, dialed. Yeah, he's good. So, I yeah, I I think Ole Miss certainly covers the eleven and a half, and I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I expect the atmosphere to be wild. But but yeah, man, I this is going to be it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, Nick, are you still going to lock in? Are you laying the points? Um. I probably am. Let me see if there's three other things I like more. I take that back. I know so right, I'm locking right. in. So I'm, I'm going to put a pin in it. Okay. And we might circle back. All right. So let's get into picks. Um, Austin is not here. We'll give him uh we'll give him first dibs. We'll let him fire away here. Um, let's go. I'm not sure if this one. Let me hit the old, the old odd shark here, so I don't. It is in New Orleans, if I am not mistaken. Looking at odd shark, UCF Tulane. Oh yeah, Austin wants the Green Wave minus one and a half. I like it. I, I think. What's the status of John Rice Plumley? Is he one hundred percent out of concussion protocol? Um. The backup for UCF that his name is escaping me. He did just enough to get him a win last week, but I like this pick. I think Tulane's actually legit. Willie Fritz has done a phenomenal job, and that place down there will be rocking for this one. I think. Did, did I see that that this is the first time uh, Tulane has hosted a, a game ranked team? While they're ranked in the top twenty-five since what, I think nineteen forty-nine. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I, I thought it was like since they were ranked and they host. Is UCF ranked? No, no, no. It's oh, it's, it's just because they're ranked. ranked and hosted another team. They and I th- and I think that last time it happened year. was Ole Miss. 
It could have been. They had the one good year in 98, which is the last time that they were like seven and one. Or Sean King, baby. Last time they were seven games above 500. I think they yeah, played Sean in King. Oxford that year. Yeah, and they didn't host. I don't think they they were ranked until late, late in the season. And it's just an absurd stat. You mentioned the 98 team. You know who the OC was for the Green Wave that year, right? Um, no, I mean, it's right on. Uh, Mike Leach? No. Kind of, well, not really. I was going to say close, but it was uh, Rich Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, I am going to go to Minneapolis. I'm going to go back to the barrel. Um, I'm going uh, I'm going Gophers here. They're playing. They're, they're hosting Northwestern. Northwestern's bad. I think that was their last stand last week. The weather was terrible, and they played Ohio State close. And it was cute for a little bit, but I think the Gophers handle business here. P.J. Flex just – dude just wins. Um, they've got a solid run game with Ibrahim. And I just don't think Northwestern's worth a damn, to be honest. I mean, what they have one win on the season, and it was it wasn't even in America. It was in another. It was on another continent. Um, another continent. So yeah, Nick, is it seventeen and a half? Is that what you're seeing? Uh, for Minnesota. Sorry, I had pulled my game up. Uh, I think it is. I'm looking see. at Odd Shark. Yeah, seventeen and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, I think the Gophers roll. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. So, when do y'all want to fire right. away? I'm going to get this one before Ben does. Uh, I just want to give you guys real quick the, the rundown of the kickoff temperatures for LSU thus far this year. They've kicked off in a dome, <laughs> 80 degrees, 87 degrees, 83 degrees, 72 degrees, 84 degrees, 75 81 for Ole Miss, and then finally 63 degrees last week against Alabama. The high, or excuse me, the projected kickoff temperature in Fayetteville on Saturday, 36 degrees, 14 mile an hour breeze in Fayetteville. Ooh. Now there's not anything special. It's going to warm up. It's an 11 a.m. kick. There's no rain or anything. That said, they've not played in, in any cold environments at all, and that's why I'm taking LSU this weekend. Because the line stinks. Oh. Vegas knows something. The line stinks. It started off at, at LSU minus one and a half. I think it got bet up to right at even there for just a second. And it's dropped all the way down to LSU minus three and a half. I don't care. I have no idea why this line is where it is. I get the body blow theory. I get they came off a big game last weekend. Arkansas's defense is terrible. And we're going to find that out firsthand next week if we are you know, the same offense at all. You know, obviously, if we lose to Alabama, things could, could be totally different in, in how we approach that game up there. I mean, obviously, your season changes. But that is an awful defense. I still don't think K.J. Jefferson is, like, super healthy. I mean, he, he didn't look right last week in that game. I don't think this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be a blowout. I, I just think it's going to be high scoring. I think LSU is going to put up 50 points. I don't see Arkansas getting into the 40s. Easily, I'd lay this up to seven. If I had to, I just think Arkansas is a bad football team right now. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. 
and PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee. And Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Throw you, throw you this nugget here, Nick. LSU hasn't covered a game the week after Alabama since 2017. I mean, that's 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 only four years, though, right? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, I mean, not not that that means anything, but they also lost all four of those games in the last four years. So they were coming off a demoralizing loss. And I know people will say, like, well, you know, things get tricky up there in Fayetteville, and then they've still got to go to College Station next weekend. They smell blood in the water, and Brian Kelly's too good of a coach, and perhaps I'm emotionally hedging, but I think they're going to blow the doors off of Arkansas. And I think they'll they'll beat Texas A&M pretty handily. They're too talented. Don't don't forget they got UAB sandwiched in there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So they do have one more home game, but isn't it weird yeah. that their last their last conference home game was November fifth? Yeah. That is, I know I know some Ole Miss people that would be really upset if that was the case for Ole Miss. Oh man. Um. Yeah. That's a that's a weird one. I I, I mean. Big letdown spot, and you know, are they going to let their guard down? Top ten now, driver's seat in the SEC West. You know, Arkansas is just holding on for dear life at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And and look, Arkansas's got a good bag. Rocket Sanders can tote it. 
And Quinshawn Judkins had a good day against LSU despite Ole Miss really stumbling down the stretch in that one. He still ran for over 100. So they can run it, and K.J. Jefferson can get a little squirrely. He's he's a big guy. He can extend plays. They've got a couple decent receivers and Trey Knox and Jaden Hazelwood. and I, Yeah, I mean, it, at this point, you're just kind of hoping, like, weird things happen in Fayetteville if you're if you're betting the Arkansas side here. Um, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you'd probably like to be on Nick's side here and let LSU just blow the doors off because then they quit. Um, so, yeah, I, I again, I don't hate that pick. Yeah, the line does stink, but it's like, are you is this a trap or is this just, you know, Vegas being Vegas? So, right, ben. I mean, I think – I don't know, man. That's a that line stinks. I mean, so much. I, I'm hope I'm hope pulling for the hogs though. Um, look. So what is the what can y'all get me on Northwestern and Minnesota for total? To, um, no, the spread. The spread is set, took, yeah, I took Minnesota, but the total okay. you the total you can get is forty and a half. Oh, you've already taken Minnesota? Was I not paying attention? Yeah, yeah, that was my first one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I had put my phone down and came back to it. All right, so um, uh, if that's the case, then what can you get me on Virginia and Pittsburgh? Oh, gosh. Um, boy, oh, boy. Uh, minus you can get... three and a, I can either minus three and a half or four and a half, depending on which side you want. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to lay three and a half with Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh is now, I think, five and four. Virginia is still not any good. Uh, give me, uh, Keaton Slovis. Look, they, they came, um, out last week and beat, uh, Syracuse, who frankly now is on a slide, but, uh, Pitt held them to three field goals. Syracuse did not score a touchdown and held them to 25 yards rushing on 25 carries. Um, that, that place. Now it's in Virginia or in uh, Charlottesville, but mm-hmm. um, I like the Panthers here. I think that, uh, um, you know, other than the uh, Louisville and North Carolina games, uh, Pitt's played pretty well all season. Um, so give me, give me the Panthers minus three and a half. All right, all right, back to the well for Austin. Let's uh let's go. Yeah, let's do this. Um, and I like this one. Let's go to Iowa City, Wisconsin, visiting the Hawkeyes, and uh Mr. Gray is wanting over 35 in this one. Oh my gosh. And I mean at this I, point Iowa's it, kind of a different team. I know that's crazy. And, you know, they're probably going to extend parents just because they're stupid, but they are kind of in it for teams last few weeks. So they put up some points. And, I mean, come on, like over 35? Like, if you can't get over that number, you need to reevaluate. Who were they I mean, playing? Wisconsin. 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 And they are just horrid right now. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, sharp line. I cannot I, believe he did that. And Wisconsin's favored. Oh, and I was saying, like, yeah, he's doing the over 35 for the game. Yeah. 
Ben, what do you Ooh. know about betting betting over on super low totals that don't even get close? <laughs> I'm telling you, it happens. Dude, that last one was week, my last God. week back if you didn't listen, Ben and I went back and forth about his over in the Army Air Force game. He was oh it's 39 and we, a half. We barely got went it back at 700. And the, the the final was 10 to 3. I, or was it 7 to 3? It was very I think it was low. 13 7 or something. Yeah. Air Force was in double digits, but yeah, it wasn't close. And um, but that was like such a huge discrepancy on SB Plus. I could not do it. I had to do it. I weird weird things it, happen when when service academies get together. It forced me to do it. Well, uh, so he's Air, going over Air Force 30, got thirty five even. Do we know that yeah, for yeah, sure? Yeah. Somebody double check that. That sounds. That's I've good. never seen a college football total that long. Odd Shark has it at thirty five. Um. All right. I've got one if I can jump. Y'all yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Um, give me all right. I'm gonna lay well, I don't know what the line is right now. Y'all are gonna tell me. Uh what is Kentucky laying? Eighteen. Yeah, give me Kentucky. Uh Vanderbilt's done for the year. Kentucky oh, seventeen and a half, by the way. That's fine. Go. Yeah, seventeen and a half. Give me the Wildcats. It's in, at Kentucky. Noon kickoff. They're not gonna. Um, uh, Kentucky's gonna blow out Vanderbilt because, and, and also keep in mind about Kentucky. Yes, they. I heard Nick earlier say, "Oh, they're really not that good," or whatever. Are they're they not? not so. Are they not? Um, uh, give me just a second. Yeah, they're six and three. They're they're not terrible. Like, and and yeah, and yeah. Vanderbilt. In terms of their of, expectations preseason. Right. It's, a, which it's were, a bummer. Which nobody should have had for them. Well, we talked about in our previous also, show. Also true. Yeah. I mean, like they weren't going to suddenly get to look, but Vanderbilt's still one of the worst SEC teams ever. I mean, they're still in how many SEC games have they lost in a row? Going to Kentucky, this is not going to be fun for them. Um, I'm laying them. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, that's, I, I, I'm not that's loving good. Kentucky, but Vanderbilt. I mean, no, Vanderbilt's I'm not, done. I'm giving you a hard time, but Vanderbilt Vander- is terrible. This Vanderbilt, is more about them. Yeah, like Vanderbilt had their they, they got they were a little spunky in September. They had their fun in Hawaii, but like it's over. Like they, I was at the game last week in South Carolina, played with their food a little bit, but I mean that game was never. I'm pretty sure South Carolina was up two at least two scores the entire game. It was never close. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I like that. It's especially at Kroger Field, noon kickoff. Yeah, Vandy's done. Um. All right, Nick. I'm gonna jump in here and get this one before somebody else does. It's kind of risky, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. It's in the Queen City. But I'm gonna go Pirates here. I'm gonna go ECU plus five. Um, man, you want to talk about somebody that is earning their keep? Mike Houston has been great up in Greenville. The Pirates are fun, and look, I've heard people say this on several shows. If ECU just had a kicker, they're I think eight and one. Because they had Navy beat them because they couldn't kick a field goal, and they beat NC State if they have a field goal kicker. 
Um, Cincinnati's just been kind of okay. I mean, they, they've kind of righted the ship after they lost to Arkansas earlier in the year, but ECU's playing well. I'm not saying they're going to win outright, but I like them to cover five here. And Mike Houston, if they close out the year strong, might be getting snatched up and leaving ECU for possibly a job in the ACC is what I'm hearing. Yeah. He's a good coach. Very good coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He's a – dude, his – let me look it up. This is, this is our show. We'll do it. Let me effort it real quick. Um, Mike Houston, he is 147 overall as a head coach. Now, he's only been FBS at ECU, but at Lenore Ryan, he won um, – 29 games in three years at the Citadel. At the Citadel, he won 14 games in two years. Year two, he went nine and four at the Citadel. That's impressive. I don't care what you say. James Madison went to the championship game twice, won one. Uh, He won 37 games in three years up there for the Dukes. And then at ECU, four and eight, three and six in COVID, but then seven and five, and now he's six and three. I think I think Mike Houston's kind of the, the like Lance Leopold. People say like, "Well, I'm not sure he's a fit," you know, X, Y, or Z. And it's just like, maybe maybe you should just get guys that win places. You yeah, know, maybe just a good coach. Four places and they've won in four places. You know, like Lance Leopold, he's just a winner, and he'll you know he'll win at Kansas or you know that he'll win wherever he goes. I and mean, that's just kind of what I think of Mike Houston. Yeah, I've heard buzz about potentially going down to the flats in Atlanta. Taking over at Georgia Tech. That's the that's the rumor. Man, that is. That's, I will say this: if you win there, you're a good coach because that's a tough place. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's a, a tough luck. job. Um, yeah, let's uh, go with the Pirates. Speaking on the, all right, I'm almost I'm, I'm gonna keep it in the ACC if we're talking about that. And I, this line to me just sticks out like a sore thumb. Virginia Tech is getting nine and a half points in Durham against Duke at 11 a.m. And I get it. You know, Wallace Wade is a hornet's nest. There'll probably be thirteen or 14,000 people there. It, you know, tough place to play. And Duke is playing some pretty good football. They they led late on North Carolina. They blew out Miami. They beat BC last week. But they also, you know, lost to Kansas. Obviously, Kansas not a bad team. They lost to Georgia Tech. And I look at what Virginia Tech's done the last couple of weeks. You got a one-point loss to Georgia Tech, a one-point loss to NC State a six-point loss to Miami. And I just think that West Virginia – excuse me, Virginia Tech's not a team that's going to get blown out. They're still playing hard. You say what you want about them. I mean, all these one-point losses, they're still playing hard. And Duke's not a great team that's just going to blow somebody out. So nine-and-a-half seems like a huge number for Duke to be laying. I guess another SEC team. I mean, last week, like I said, they played Boston College, who's awful. And – you know, that number would not have covered. You know, obviously it was on the road, so it's a little bit different, but BC's terrible and number wouldn't have covered. I just don't see it. You know, Duke's not going to blow them out. Yeah. No, I mean, it's risky because a couple of us have been burnt by Duke this year um, when kind of what, and not to kind of rain on what you're, what you're selling here, but you know, there's been some times this year when we were like, Oh, there's no way Duke's winning this game. There's no way they're covering. 
Um, this will be a tight one, and then they blow the doors off of somebody. So, but I, I do, I do like that pick. I do, yeah. Virginia Tech, Brett Prize got them playing hard, like you said. They're not quitting. They're still at least giving the appearance of competing. So, I think that's a solid one. Cause yeah, Duke, Duke just kind of just wins ugly, and you know, outside of a couple games, they've. Score some points, but yeah, I don't hate that. Twelve o'clock game too. Yeah, and it's at Duke. I mean, you know, they're they they shouldn't be pricing any any points at all for the home atmosphere. All right, my last but, one that I'm going to snatch up here before someone else even thinks about it. We are going to go. We're going to head. I guess slightly west. We're going to head to the mountains. We're going to go over. We're going to check on Troy Calhoun and the boys at Falcon Stadium in Colorado Springs. And I'm going to go over 37 and a half New Mexico Air Force. Because I think this one, now Ben got bit last week, but it was a commander-in-chief trophy game. So there was some... There was some gumption there. New Mexico stinks. And I think that Air Force is just going to run all over them, up and down the field. And they might score 37 on their own, 38 on their own. Maybe New Mexico gets a garbage touchdown here. But 37 and a half, I mean, that's like the Wisconsin-Iowa total. Like, that's just so low to where you have to think a team like Air Force that runs it so well and is having a – a good season. They got the commander in chief trophy locked up. Um, and then right now they're, they're sitting at six and three. So you get to seven, you're looking at a decent bowl game second in a row after going 10 and three a year ago. Um, I like this one here just cause I mean, frankly, cause the number is so small. Yeah. I, I I'm with you on that. I, Air force, we know what happens when team, we run in teams, face teams that can't stop them. They can't stop scoring. <laughs> yeah. So, that's my third and final one here. Um, before you guys jump in, let me get Austin his final one. Um, Austin is going to go. We'll we'll get some we'll get get some uh stay close to home here. Austin wants Ole Miss first half plus seven. I know we're talking ready to that. explode if it's within seven and a half. Oh time. yes, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, absolutely agree there. If it's if it's that tight of a game at halftime, Lane Kiffin's going to be, I mean, come on. Like, he is going to be straight up Jason Sudeikis, devil gift from SNL, like rubbing his hands together. Because that's going to be all of the pressure. I think all the pressure's on Alabama anyway. But at that point, going to be some real tight, real tight buttholes over there in that locker room. Yeah. Because when's the last yeah. time Alabama lost three games in a season? I mean, you got to go back to what? 07? Yeah, 07. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, yeah. Are right, we ready for me? Yeah. Go ahead. Fire away. Um, so, this – it's moved so much that it makes me not want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway because we've had such a tough year gambling – so the total in Washington and Oregon 
opened at 64 and a half oh, and it has moved man, to 72 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I am going, I'm going to take the over. Oh, 72 <laughs> and a half. So, so Oregon averages over 43 points a game. Bo Nix is a Heisman contender. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, so if yeah. if he's not, then I don't know who. I mean, the only thing that's keep more pub is the fact that he plays it, you know, out west. Um, the dude has thirty five total touchdowns on the year, twenty two passing, thirteen rushing. He completes seventy five percent of his passes. Um, and Washington is terrible on defense. They're ninety third and ninety sixth in success rate. Um, um, and then they and they look bad Oregon, last week. They were bad, and then. Michael Penix Jr. is also really good. He leads the nation in passing um, with 3,200 yards, um, which is more than Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah. Um, and Oregon sucks on defense, too. They're 96 in passing EPA and 110th in success rate. So, I mean, this game is set up to where two of the, you know, we'll call it top five passing offenses in the country are going against two bottom five passing defenses in the country. Yeah, it has. It's it's made for fireworks. That means it'll probably be twenty-one to ten, but I'm going to take the over seventy-two and a half. This game is going to be a shootout, absolutely. And I just I want to root for touchdowns at the end instead of rooting for somebody to get stopped. So give me over seventy-two and a half. Oh, and and also as a caveat, Oregon is seven and two in over in their last nine games. That uh, overs have hit seven times and in washington's last nine overs have hit six times so um absolutely made for made for tv pack 12 after dark on top of that nugget you just gave oregon has covered each of the last 13 games versus washington in which the ducks were favored so that streak goes all the way back to 2004 so if you're so you're you're banking on the total number here but also, like they're, they are a covering machine against the Huskies. Yeah, and the line is thirteen. So, I mean, I'm hoping that you get something like a fifty to twenty eight, fifty to thirty one type win, like comfy win for Oregon, to where not even in question. Because I do think Penix and them, like you said, are going to score. Like they're gonna, they're gonna be fine. Like DeBoer is gonna. Get some points going. Because last I mean, if week, you look they, at the numbers. This looks like it's going to be 28, 28 at halftime. Yeah, yeah. very well could be. And I mean, I know they they didn't play well last week, but it was a short week. It was what was it like a Friday game? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, th- th- that'll be a fun one at night. All right, Nick, what's your last one? All right, I saw Ben seventy two and a half, and I got jealous, and so I just went and found the biggest number on the board, and. Now it seems like a, a lock. I don't know what I was doing and not seeing this game before now. North Carolina goes to Wake Forest. The line opened at 72 and a half. The line is up to 76 and a half. So they're expecting a I can get you 77. This game. No, I want to go over. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I want over. I think. I mean, Ben, ben talked about you know, the, touch, the, the points in that game. I think we're going to see something similar. I mean, 
we, we've talked about it a lot with North Carolina. They can't stop anything. And Wake Forest scores in bunches. And they score quick. They get the ball back to the other team. They let them score. And just going back and looking through last year, this game was 58 to 55. And the previous year was 59 to 52. 76 and a half or 77, whatever, is an absurdly high over in college football. I mean, in anything. I mean, that's that's a crazy high number. But this game is going to go back and forth. Neither team plays much defense. Both teams have good QBs. They're going to want to put up some points. And you said, you know, it could be 28, 28 and a half. I think this is the same type of game. I mean, if you told me at the end of, you know, three quarters that it's, it's 44, 41, that would be very believable to me. I think this game, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored on Saturday in these two games. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a 630 game. I think you said that Oregon game was, is a seven o'clock game. Is that right? Yeah, 7 or 7.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 7.30. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, Ole Miss beats Bama. You get to the bar, you get back to the house, whatever. Watch these two games. I think it's going to be a fun one. Eat some cold chicken candies. Mm, um, there that. is no better, no thing better. Yeah. It sucks you can't have an open flame, though. True. That's what I'm, that's what I'm told. All right. There's 12 of them. Um, we didn't talk about it at the top of the show last week. Austin and myself both went two and one. Uh, Nick and Ben both went one and two. It is still a mad race for the title. Ben is in first at 15, 15, and two. Nick's right there with him, 14, 16, and one. And then Austin is 13, 17, and one. I am still caboosing it, 12 and 19. Um, Man, I don't know if we're going to get to the black this year. We're going to have to close strong. Um, we might have to throw in bowl games to uh, to get us there. But, yeah, we, we just – we couldn't all get on the same page uh, throughout the year where we would all have good weeks all at the same time. It's uh, But it's also been a really tough year for gambling in general. Oh, yeah, been a bad year. So, um, all right. Unless we got anything else, that'll do it for week 11. We, we, we got any final thoughts, any uh, final takes, hot takes, any other bonus picks we want to throw out there? Uh, if you want a bonus pick, I was just going to say under in the Ole Miss game. I think it's 64 and a half, and I don't, I don't think it's going to get there. I don't think our offense is, is going to score that many points on Alabama. Not that I think we're going to get blown out, but I don't, I don't think either team is going to break 40, and one team is going to need to break 40 to get to this number, I think. Here's another nugget for you. Liberty at UConn up in store. Is it, do they play in stores? They play, they play in Hartford, East Hartford. Hartford. Okay. UConn, the Huskies, eight and two against the spread this season. Mm. They've covered, they've covered six straight, including outright underdog wins against Fresno State and Boston College. And that's a Hugh Free special right there. Go up there and play an egg against UConn after beating Arkansas. Yeah. What's the line? Uh, the line is 14. UConn's not terrible. They're not. They, they've been all right. I mean, they – I'm pretty sure they've cost me at least one lock when I went against them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're not – they're not just going to – they're not just going to lie down, especially at home. Um, I'll be – you know, how's how, – how do the Flames respond after the big win in Fayetteville? Um Kind of looking at the board, anything else that I want to kind of throw out there? Um, 
The TCU Texas game is interesting. Um, I mean, what do y'all? I mean, that's really the only other big game of the of the week, right? There's not much I mean, else. Yeah, on, that I that mean, that line is crazy to me. I mean, I, Texas it gives a lot of respect, and I'm not sure it's warranted, but I mean, they, I guess they're pretty good whenever the QB plays. I mean, seven we'll probably like number, take state for, this weekend plus 16 and a half. What? What? I mean, you got to think Georgia coming off an emotional win against Tennessee. They're going to have a natural little bit of a letdown. This is state's biggest home game of the year. Um, old quarterback. I just think they can keep it close. I mean, I would ex- obviously Georgia. I'm not picking state to win, but if if state got beat, let's just say you know, 35 to 21, they cover. So, sure. Uh, or 30, I just, 24 cover, you know, that kind of deal. So, yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like they're, Georgia is just going to put the clamps on them. And now maybe, well, it's only 16. I mean, 31 to 3, 31 to 10. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Will Rogers will, will have a day, but could be. I mean, um, I think the under could be the play in that one. I think the total is 53 and a half right now. Yeah. I could see MSU backdooring. You know how they are. They they called timeouts against Alabama with one second left to go on the board there. <laughs> yeah. On fourth down. My yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, again, stranger things have happened. And, yeah, I mean, especially like Ben said, it's a home game. So, maybe they'll get – Maybe they'll get some some late surge at the end, you know, in the fourth quarter when it's, you know, beyond repair. Georgia's put in the four string. But um, I kind of feel like Georgia's kind of hitting their stride at the right time right now, and they might just be ready to start putting up putting up big numbers. Um, But they don't really have to, especially in this game. I mean, they can just kind of throw it in cruise control on 55 and coast, so – um, actually I'll give you some bonus ones because Austin gave us a bunch to choose from as we close the show here. Um, also Navy plus 15. Um, he likes that one. Um, Navy is playing at home against Notre Dame. So that's a weird one. Let down spot for the Irish after their big upset over Clemson. Um, I like that one. I think the uh, the midshipmen can make that one a little spunky. So uh, there's another extra one for you. But uh, that's going to do it for week 11. We will have week 12 for you next week. We will also have plenty of reactions. Ole Miss, Alabama, plenty of recruiting reactions, recruiting stories. I'll be down there. Hopefully going to get to chat to some of the, at least some of the official visitors that will be in town. We've got the full list at omspirit.com. You can find it there. We'll keep you abreast of everything that is going on, any late arrivals, any visitors that are coming in that were not originally scheduled or maybe slid in um, under the radar. We will have all of that. But again, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Thanks to Nick. Thanks to Ben. And thank you to Austin. Even though he didn't make it, he gave us his locks in a timely fashion. We got them all to you. Thanks to the sponsors that make the show possible. Until week 12, that is going to do it for Hit That Line. We out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.